0: action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show To Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave, and Jay is still in quarantine and not joining me. But again, I am joined by my lovely wife, Lauren. How are you doing today, hon?
1: Oh, I'm just just dandy. How are you? That's
0: the same. You know, it's literally the same day in, same day out. Yeah. Uh, we
1: didn't I well, I didn't even know what the day was today. No,
0: neither did I. I actually, <laughs> uh, during my morning meeting with my supervisor, I had to like ask, you know, what what But today was because he was like oh you need to have this thing done by friday and i was like cool all right well i mean i'll get working on it um on thursday Mm. unless today is right thursday and he's like no today's wednesday and i was like good good yeah
1: i was thinking about (laughs) taking the trash and i'm like is that today today? or is that tomorrow it's it's today right right and i
0: read something (laughs) that was very that that made me laugh a lot it's uh you know our lives have pretty much become life in a casino where (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) the blinds are drawn mostly dark all the time right drinks are acceptable at any time and no one really knows what time of day it is right so, right yeah i mean that's that's pretty much what our life has has become uh <laughs> let's get into what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching he's trying to watch some illegal channel Always oh, watching i don't no, 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 go past this past this part Never play this again. All right, so you and I have not gotten down to watching a whole lot new, at least like in the TV realm. We talked about Tiger King last week. Right. Um, and I know that Ozark just came back and a lot of people are jumping into that. But Ozark we
1: kind of we got we didn't finish even the second season. No, right? yeah,
0: second season. We got about four we or five episodes of fell in. off. Yeah,
1: it, it bored the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. In the, in the second season. So I dropped it. Um and I know like everyone's like, Oh, but it has such an amazing ending. I don't care.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't care. And like, but the third season's really good. It's like that's But fine. like, you
1: know what? Everyone or at least um what I've listened to, they're all just kind of like I watched the first and second season, so I had to watch the third yeah, season and I'm done. they I mean they all say, you know, they still have no characters that you really like, except Jason Bateman is Okay, but it's because of him that they're all in this. Right because it's Jason. Right. right, right, right.
0: Fuck it. No. <laughs> I'm not and then Westworld season three just began as well on uh on HBO and we talked last week about why are we still clamoring on to HBO like it's gonna give us right. something good. I know like Westworld season three has a lot of push behind it. Uh Aaron Paul's back uh, it, or, or, uh is now in it and it, it's gonna have this grander story that takes itself out of the park. And it's like, well, when they did that in Jurassic Park <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Look at it how that turned out. Out. <laughs> you know it
0: wasn't wasn't that great, you know? It wasn't that great. But um yeah, that bored me in the second season, so I dropped it. So I'm not gonna these shows, like a show has like a certain amount of time where like it catches me and, and I'm and I'm with it, but I don't give it a whole lot of time like if it starts boring me, I'm not going to stick with it, right? Because there's so much to watch, there's so much to do out there. You know, it, I mean, I guess I wasn't really thinking about quarantine at the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: but you know, there's there's usually so much to watch and stuff that I I drop things when they don't when they don't give me what what I'm and looking for anymore. We were
1: just saying yesterday to each other, what would you rather do? Like, would you rather have a boring start but the ending pays off? Or would you rather have this great story and then the ending sucks?
0: Right. And I, I did say I would rather have the great story and have the ending right. sucks. Right. Because no matter what, I still get Game of Thrones and seasons that's what, one through five. Right,
1: right, right. And exactly. they're still fantastic. And that's exactly what we brought up was Game of Thrones. Yeah.
0: I still get all of that that TV show that was that was really great for five seasons, and I'm pretty good for the sixth season. And then the seventh season was right. just like, ah, fuck it. You know, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. This is dog shit. And then the eighth season was like, get the fuck out. I of know. Here. What I the know. fuck is going on? So, uh, yeah, we're not watching either of those. So instead you and I got around to watching some old stuff, old favorites. You watched the entire Harry, Harry Potter, Potter series again. <laughs> again.
1: So I, and I normally do this at least once a year, but I usually do it around Christmas time, but the movies happen to be on sci-fi And I hate watching them on sci-fi because of all the commercials. Because each one is
0: four hours long. Right,
1: right, right. So... I just put on all the DVDs and I watched those. Right,
0: and currently TNT is running all of the Star Wars movies. Okay, and each one of those is four hours right, long right, on right. TV as well because of the commercials and stuff. But right, you rewatched them. I watched all of them with you, with the exception of I think Order of the Phoenix, which I really like that one. I just right. ha- I had other stuff to do at the time, and I just jumped back in towards the end of Half Blood Prince, and it, it really doesn't matter as long as, you, <laughs> as long as you as long as you as long as you get the payoffs that you get uh, in the end uh, with Deathly Hallows parts. You have really to find
1: the. Media but there's a meme uh, that I just saw the other day. And um, because of quarantine, a Australian couple or this Australian friend made his other friend watch Harry Potter for the first time all the movies and he kind of puts a two sentence description of each movie so you have to find that it's pretty funny
0: okay yeah I definitely would because uh I I think I I enjoy Harry Potter not as much as you do I think like each time I watch it I still have like so many questions
1: <laughs> and my goal after I finish my Game of Thrones is to reread them is to reread the Harry Potter where books. are
0: those books Lauren
1: they are in my drawer no, yes they are no they're not where are they are they in oh they're in this drawer that's right in here right here. well they're right there <laughs> you should read them they're really good Nah, i know yeah. you prefer audiobooks at I, this point well
0: i mean i prefer audiobooks while i'm working from home in quarantine where i still have to like do stuff i can't take my eyes off the screen so i still have to do stuff so i have been listening to audiobooks
1: see and i'm different because if i read an audio well if i listen to an audiobook I'll never pay attention to it because I'll be thinking of other things. And I have, and I mean, lately, and I think it's because of the quietness or whatever, I've had this weird, (laughs) I don't know, but I've had like this weird thing with my hearing where it bothers me if it's super quiet. Are
0: you sure? It's, are you sure? It's but, just, are you sure it's not me? It's just like you've tuned to the app. I don't, I yeah, don't know, but yeah. like, is that the problem with your hearing? It really,
1: really bothers me when it's super quiet, and I hear constant ringing in my ears. And then if I listen to something from like my cell phone, I have to put my cell phone in like my back pocket and kind of like push it against my jeans <laughs> because it bothers me. It hurts my ears anymore to listen to like. The speaker on my cell phone. And then if it's completely quiet, even when I'm reading now, it sucks because I hear this constant ringing. And I don't know if it's because we're indoors all the time. I have no idea what's going on.
0: I don't know. Maybe you have. Uh- I've
1: got some freaky ears. Maybe you have, <laughs> I
0: always said tinnitus, but uh, apparently it's tinnitus. Maybe you have tinnitus.
1: Damn you, tinnitus. You're a cruel mistress. Yeah, maybe it's that. Ma- maybe, I it's
0: don't that. Know. maybe it's that. And then I watched all of The Mandalorian in like one day. This
2: is the way. This is the way. This is
1: the way. <laughs> I just, you woke me up at like 12. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs>
0: slept until noon. I woke up at 530 in the morning for some reason. I don't know why. That's just how it worked out. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to start The Mandalorian. And I did. And then by the time you were waking up, it was practically almost over. Right, right, right. It was on the last episode, so... you can do that and I watched it because of all the Star Wars news that we've kind of been getting yeah with Ahsoka and stuff like that and it's it's fantastic and it I just wanted to go back to it I had such a good time with it I wanted to go back yeah, to and it.
1: at this point we're not getting the second season anytime soon so no, we're no, gonna probably have to because we were going to rewatch it before the second season came out and but
0: I still will 100 yeah, percent. well obviously
1: yeah and we're gonna have to do that again
0: and then uh, Rise of Skywalker just came out on, on yes. Blu-ray and I, we were watching that just before recording. Right. And I find it funny that Rise of Skywalker was meant to be this movie that as despite the fact they say that it wasn't, clearly is an apology and trying to fix the things that were done in right. the last Jedi. And now ever since Rise of Skywalker's release, Disney has done nothing but try and fix what they did in the Rise of Skywalker. Right. Because Every, every bit of news has been coming out about it is, oh, Palpatine's actually a clone. Oh, his son was a clone. Oh, did you know that Exegol was uh, a planet that was enslaved by the Sith long ago? And blah, blah. No, because you what, didn't tell us any of this shit. Did you tell
1: me that the kiss at the end of the movie is... Yeah,
0: and then recently they were like, <laughs> the the kiss at the end of the movie apparently is, is not one of love. It's one of thanks and admiration. Which... You don't kiss
1: someone on the lips to no, thank them.
0: Like that, that that kiss hangs on for about a quarter and a half second too long. Right. For those counting, that's that's right, that's right. Three quarters of a second. Second, but it hangs on too <laughs> long. And <laughs> I was just like, that's thanks and admiration. No, like no. you tried to shoehorn a love story in there.
1: A forehead kiss, like right. Is like lo- like admiration and thanks, Good or night. maybe even a cheek kiss.
0: Good night, my sweet prince. You know? Yeah, right. Seriously, <laughs> I always called it the uh, reverse Sleeping Beauty because she kisses him and he dies. Yeah, you know, right, he- right, right. He gives her life; she takes his life away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it's I'm sitting here watching it and knowing all this stuff that they've tried to do to like correct the the, the botched storyline that is in The Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. knowing that stuff while watching it doesn't help the movie at all.
1: No. You know? No.
0: So all these releases that they're doing, all these things that they're doing to, to try and just be like, you know, this is how you can retcon this story for Star Wars fans. It doesn't work. Because right. it still stands as it stands. As uh, the the things that I really take away from it is there's just moments in it that I right, right. really enjoy. cool enjoying. little
1: moments, cool right. moments,
0: right. Like I I love the Death Star battle in it. Right, that part's really cool. I really feel something when Chewie hears about Leia's death. Right, that part still gets me. And then the tiniest little thing is just Ben Solo giving a little nod when yeah. he, when he's holding Luke, uh, he's right, holding right, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber because it just feels so perfectly like something han solo would do it feels like he's reclaiming a solo name
1: right exactly and then other than that everything
0: else is pretty much dog shit (laughs) (laughs) and like i thought that like maybe maybe the second time watching it maybe the blow has been softened now watching it at home and hey but
1: we but we were introduced to uh dio right right i
0: like dio and i
1: love dio babu freak babu freak right babu (laughs) freak
0: I do like him. I do like that. But there's just so much in it story-wise that you just go, this is just fucking bananas. Right. It, it's a story that like, are like it's the way my five-year-old tells a story.
1: Right. And obviously, <laughs> I'm not as passionate about Star Wars as you or probably most of your listeners. Like, I was okay with the movie. I The only thing I really did not care for was the fact that they undid Rey into, oh, she's a Palpatine. Yep. <laughs>
0: Go for Papa Palpatine. Being nobody is so much more powerful.
1: Right. And there was like that little boy at the end of the movie, The Last Jedi. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Anyone. Where's that little boy? Yeah, right?
0: And now that we're finding out all the news about Ahsoka, (laughs) fine then. Where's Ahsoka? Where's the child? Where's like all this stuff that you're setting up now? All this stuff where you're like, all right, this stuff is now the future of Star Wars because we're going to have to leave that sequel trilogy behind. It's just like, all right, well, now you're creating more plot holes for yourself. Right, right. You're going to have to use books and comics to fill. But now you're like, oh, no, we're not going to write books and novels and stuff in that era so much anymore. We're going to a high republic, mm-hmm. which is uh, a whole storyline that they're doing in the publications in the, in the comic books and in the novels that's going to take place 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Oh, geez. And there's not going to be like Sith Lords. There's going to be a little bit of political intrigue. Apparently, like pirates or something like that is like the big baddies is pirates. Whatever. I don't know.
1: Is that your uh, boy Hondo or whatever his name is? Hondo Anaka? Hondo, he yeah. is
0: He is a pirate. You will pay for your insolence.
1: (laughs) It's <laughs>
0: we are pirates we don't even know what that means <laughs> but he's a fantastic pirate. i just love it. he talks like roberto Cartman, and he just has like this he just has like one of the one of the greatest presence uh, right. in all of the clone wars uh and and in rebels so uh if you get to go to galaxy's edge and you get to see Hondo wanaka in get person him, yeah it's it's pretty fucking cool especially for a star wars fan like me but lauren we got some news that we got to get into so let's get into that Last week, we did a little bit of a news story. Uh, This is going to continue our Star Wars discussion a little bit. Mm -hmm. We talked a a little bit about how Ahsoka's coming to Mandalorian season two. Now, since that announcement, there have been other, like, not really announcements, but rumors. And Dave Filoni has been doing a whole lot more kind of like talking and posting about Ahsoka uh, recently. And the rumors are now that not only will she, is she currently on Disney Plus uh wrapping up her storyline from the Clone Wars in Clone Wars season 7 um which I have been I have been watching and like I said I'm going to wait for that entire thing to come out right uh, before I review the whole season um so not only is she over there there is apparently also a sequel series to Rebels the other animated series that will come out not too you know not too long after this it's cur- it, well I guess it's probably paused in production but right. it was in pre-production, but it's an animated series, so it'll probably come together pretty quickly. Right, right, right. Um, she'll also be in that, and that's going to follow her and Sabine Wren as they go off to find Ezra Bridger, who disappeared at the now, end of Rebels. Now, who's
1: doing the voice for her in this? Right.
0: That I wanted to know. Do you- is
1: it Rosario Dawson? Or is it Ashley Eckstein? Right.
0: Right. I think for the animated, you can keep it Ashley Eckstein. Right. But in the live action, you have it be Rosario Dawson. And I did say last week that you don't hire Rosario Dawson to pop in for five minutes of one episode, right? right
1: right like they did with other stars right like, like other rando stars that like, popped
0: up i think you're pretty crazy if you think uh ming na who was in who was in uh mandalorian season one mm-hmm. she she plays the uh the assassin right. that they go after on tatooine she's she's,
2: she's, she's coming, coming back, back. Right. right
0: you hired her because she's going to some sort of character moving forward same thing with with uh, Giancarlo Esposito like obviously he's coming back but Werner Herzog you know he had three or four episodes and so I don't think you hire Rosario Dawson to come in and just be in the Mandalorian for one cameo in one episode so now the big rumor is she's getting her own solo series that's going to take place even after rebels and after her appearance in the mandalorian somewhere in this time period before the the sequel series starts <laughs> but now we now we have like this this thing where it's like fans have been clamoring for it for years. Right. Been saying like, now that you're doing a sequel series, why can't you fit Ahsoka in? in right. In uh, The Force Awakens, there was big rumors that she was going to show up or that she was going to be a part of it, even just a cameo. Didn't happen. Same thing with when The Last Jedi comes around. Right. Didn't happen. It's just a voice. Right. right. Now all of a sudden, because of everybody's backlash towards the sequel series, Disney's very open and, and willing to listen to its fans where they're like, oh, well, maybe Maybe, you know, if they know what they want and we give it to them, maybe maybe then, you know, we'll be back on their good graces. And that kind of right. seems like and now they're like, oh, you guys want Ahsoka? Here's just a metric fuck ton yeah,
1: of this character. Now you're going to be flooded with her. Right.
0: And and I like doesn't that tarnish your brand? Doesn't that tarnish your character? Doesn't that like? Isn't that a problem? Yeah, I th-
1: feel like it's gonna wear out. Like,
0: also, isn't that the problem that caused the last the the, the rise of Skywalker right. to begin with? Right. You're medicating the symptoms, mm-hmm. not not the disease. Right. Not the problem. You know, you're when they made Rogue One, it was cool, it was unique, uh, and it told a story that we were all somewhat familiar with. We know right. that the Death Star, but it told it in in a way, and it gave us fantastic characters, all new characters too. Right. 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 Just do that. Hire extremely creative people to come in and play in your world and create something new and unique and present it through your Star Wars filter to everybody and they'll they'll enjoy it like they did with Rogue One. But if you yeah. like which listening is fans, crazy just that
1: Rogue Run or excuse me, Rogue One has been the best of all the, you know, all the new Star Wars movies yes, they've it's the put out there. Best thing that has yes. come
0: out of Disney's purchase of, right. of Lucasfilm. hundred yep. percent. And I want to see maybe not more stuff like that, although that's what they're trying to do with like the Mandalorian. Like you right. could watch the Mandalorian and very clearly kind of see that's the vibe that they that they're going with. They're going more with a with an original trilogy vibe. Yeah. But if everything starts doing that, doesn't that make Rogue One and, and I hope the Mandalorian they don't less start, special?
1: Yeah. I hope they don't start messing with that, like with, you know, what they've already got going right. with the Mandalorian. And I feel like it's going to happen. It
0: has to. You right? know, You just, because now you're, you're, you're back on your heels, you're on your haunches and you're waiting for them to drop the ball again because they've done it twice now. technically
1: Right, right, right. You
0: know, some people really love the last Jedi. I love the last Jedi. I love that it was bold. I love that it went in a new direction. I love that it, that it did something that fans didn't expect and undermined everyone's expectations. And it kind of turned Star Wars on its head a little bit. And then they come out with the rise of Skywalker trying to please the majority and people right. still didn't like it. So yep. like, you know, maybe just maybe just do your thing, you know, and don't worry about don't what, worry,
1: about what, worry people, about what people were saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But then you have to that, that's basically asking them not to worry about the box office. And that's yeah, that's not something that's easy but for a movie company to
1: let's do. but let's be real. The people who bitch and complain about the movies, they're still all going to pay to see the next one. 100% guaranteed. And, and
0: I'll never sit here and tell you that like, oh, I hate Star Wars now. No, right. I didn't like this one thing that they did. Like that's right. it. You know, I mean, believe me. There's plenty of things that that other that other franchises have done where it's like, oh, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. I love RoboCop one. <laughs> I don't love anything else after that. You know, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love that first
1: yeah, one. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Secret of the use. All right. That's a, that's a, that's a fun thing, but you know, turtles in time. No, no, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> you know, just because you're a fan of something doesn't mean you have to be blindly beholden and loyal. Right. To right. Call them out on their shit, but you know, don't, don't expect you know the creative people behind what you're making to listen to you wholesale and right, right. just do what you're saying and I, that's what I worry like is Disney just marching to the tune of the of the masses drum of of this of this vocal you know people who are who want to call Star Wars out for for being shitty we get it. it it has some shitty moments but hopefully with them taking this sabbatical away from movies maybe maybe they'll get it back but. We'll we'll have to just wait and see yep. for new Star Wars content to go back into production. Because uh, even before coronavirus, Obi Wan shut down production. Even before that.
1: Oh really? So, yeah, oh, I was, didn't know that. That had
0: already that had already seen delays even before the coronavirus. Oh, thing. that stinks. Yeah. So and it was on an indefinite hold too. So no one knows like when that's coming. It's or if it's coming if- right. I I I know it wasn't canceled. Outright, okay, so we'll just have to wait. At least and they see. didn't say it yet. Yeah. Right, that was a long time talking about one thing, <laughs> but it was a it was just a bit of like an opinion thing that like, right I I was talking about with other Star Wars fans, and I was just like, you know what, I I do want to bring it up on the show because I am a big Star Wars fan, and uh, I, as happy as I am to be getting Ahsoka in live action, I, I worry for for how it's going to go from there. <laughs> Next news story all right this one's very brief and this is kind of like a no-brainer because the screenwriters behind solo uh john kasdan and his father lawrence kasdan have basically said that the studio has had zero talks for anything with the young han solo character in the future what do you think
2: Um... well
0: what do you know so that's okay r- as of right now <laughs> no film plans <laughs> no no television series plans uh, I'm kind of bummed about it because
1: he was I mean I like the uh, the actor that played Modern Han Solo Eric, yeah yeah he's he's good but I didn't really care for the he movie he played that much. a good
0: Han Solo but he didn't sound a damn thing or look a damn thing
1: right like him, right right
0: his mannerisms he really got into right, being Han right I'm not surprised by this because Solo was kind of like this start of like people's turn against yeah against Disney or at least the, the solid ification of it when the last Jedi came out and people didn't like it and and, and,
1: and I mean Solo I don't I don't like, know oh. you would know better than me but were people asking for a Han Solo movie I am you are okay. Not, not,
0: not originally. No, I don't. I, I don't like the idea of taking established characters and giving us an origin story for them when it's not needed.
1: Right, especially if we know most. Right. We know the important parts of their right. story. It's the same thing
0: that, like, you know, people were like, "Oh, well," when they when they do uh, the new Sony Marvel team up Spider Man when they're doing the Tom Holland one, everyone's mm-hmm. like. I hope they don't do another origin story because like we don't need it, right? Yeah, like, Hans- you know,
1: Uncle Ben dies, we right? Fucking know. We
0: great power, great responsibility. Yada yada yada. <laughs> we, all, we all get it now. But like I, for Han Solo, for me, his story begins like the real story of his character begins in that seedy cantina, right, on Tatooine. Because before that. He was a shithead. Yeah. Like The whole point of the character is that he grows throughout it and stuff. So telling the story of who he was before that and then in that story, having him do something that is altruistic right. where he helps people out. Uh, it, it It's kind of robs that moment. It's not really the, end
1: of, the Han Solo right. that.
0: It, it, right. it robs you of that moment of a new hope when he comes back to help that moment where he's changing, where he's right, becoming right. a better person. You know, it, it, it robs you of that. And it's like, OK, but I still had fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I, and it's not that, you know, it's one of those Star Wars movies that are just one of those movies where I initially did not like it. Right. And in subsequent viewings, I've grown to to really enjoy it and to really appreciate moments in it, which is kind of what I was g- hoping was going to happen with The Rise of Skywalker and it didn't, but uh, <laughs> maybe it will someday, but as of right now, it's it's still a pretty open wound, especially because you know they keep picking it and keep telling us that, you know, did you know this? Did right, you know just,
1: just leave it alone.
0: I don't know. You let, guys
1: fucked up. You did some weird shit. Just, just well, own it. Let it turn into a, <laughs> to,
0: to a sensitive little pink scar and maybe yeah. I'll find a few things to enjoy about it, but with Solo, I did find some things to enjoy about it and I Liked, like you said, I liked Aldrin Erreich. I liked the way he played the character. And I especially liked Donald Glover as, yes, as Landau. He was great. So I wanted to kind of, plus, not to mention the major tease at the end of it. Yeah. Where we're seeing a live-action Darth Maul. You know, he, he had been alive in the cartoons for years, but now we get this tease of a live-action Darth but Maul. But do we
1: need another what to uh should we are we going to see the end of Darth, Darth Maul from this? No. We, I mean all no, Star his, Wars fans. His
0: end was in Rebels. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like
0: which you should watch Rebels.
1: <laughs> why why have him just we all know how he how he ends pretty quickly.
0: Because it kind of <laughs> legitimizes the movie a little bit, right? I guess by having this this character, and also legitimizes his his return. Also, where like you, as as a fan of Star Wars, you could be like, yeah, I don't care if he's alive in the cartoon. I'm not watching that bullshit. So as far as I'm right, concerned, right, right. his his ass died on the boo. But now you put him in a movie, and, and suddenly now you're incentivizing people to go watch your other product yeah. that you made. That kind of explains it. So um, I. That tease at the end. Plus, don't don't you kind of want to know where Amelia Clark's character is going after this? Like, like what what's what's their plan now? Like, cause she's she's leaving that planet. She's going to meet Maul. He's pretty much. It seems like kind of grooming her to be, if not an apprentice, his next lieutenant. Maybe right. So like, you're kind of curious about like where's where's this leading, right? But I
1: guess. right. But I also just like Amelia Clark. So. Right, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, because because I liked Alden Erreich, because because of course I love Chewbacca, and mm-hmm. and I liked that tease at the end. I would like to see more from from Han Solo. Uh the young Han Solo. But I don't want another movie. I I did like the idea of maybe fitting him into the Cassian Andor series. Not like not seriously because mm-hmm. Cassian Andor is a spy. So it's not like if he met Han Solo and ran a mission with him in that he's going to say like, you know, my name's Cassian Andor, I'm a rebel spy.
1: Right, I'm right, a, right. A
0: rebel what who who fucking cares? Yeah. Right? Just <laughs> let's do some spice. <laughs> That now, now you're really acting like Han yeah. Solo from the '80s. <laughs> now you're really acting like
2: <laughs> like Harrison Ford in the
0: '80s. Um, but anyway, uh, so I I wasn't ready for for the door to be closed on that. It doesn't mean that it is just because they're not talking about doing uh, anything new with it right, right now. Star Wars is kind of up in the air. So yeah, we'll, I think
1: it needs some time to breathe. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Next news story.
0: All right, this one I find uh, pretty interesting. So we just found out that Black Widow and all these other movies have been delayed due to the coronavirus. During this delay, they've decided to change composers. Oh. Yeah, like right right in Who the- Who m- was
1: the uh, composer?
0: So it was originally being composed by Alexander Desplat. Uh, he was the composer behind Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2 and okay. the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, and he's been now replaced by Lorne Balfi, Balfi. So, uh, Lorne Balfi has recently, he's done Mission Impossible Fallout and Bad Boys for Life. He did the Lego movie 12 Strong, but he's also done a lot of scoring with Hans Zimmer. So oh, okay. um, he does he does a lot of a lot of like ancillary music that goes right, on right, right. In, in Hans Zimmer's big scores. He, he composes minor, minor bits of it as well. So uh, I wonder what the change is. It seems like both of them have a very have a very like dark style of, right. of composing. Uh, so it's not like they're trying to go to like a lighter you know, right? Right. Make, they right, both right. with the with the movies that they've made. They both seem to have kind of kind of a similar style, at least coming from the Hans Zimmer camp. But when you hear things like Mission Impossible and and Bad Boys for Life,
1: you're thinking stuff, like big action pack, right? More m- more I don't know high beat music or something. That's what I'm thinking, right?
0: I think I think they're looking more for like maybe generic action right. and maybe not so heavy tones you know what i mean so uh but i just find it interesting that you delay the movie and then you decide you know what like uh, the
1: music uh, wasn't fit. who
0: was sitting there watching it and go because it's it was done like it was done and printed apparently but who was sitting there watching it and going like I'm not loving this. Right. It's like how all of our supervisors now have too much time on their hands that we're all working from home. <laughs> so they're really looking over our yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that's what, that's what Disney and Marvel was doing here. Like they're, they're all at home. They have nothing to do. And they're just watching this. And they're like, well, you know even, what? Um, you know what? Let's get a different composer. I was listening. You know, he's to, not doing anything right, right. now.
1: <laughs> I was listening to our local radio station and they were talking to uh, Michael Chiquino. President and, Steve. Right.
0: We call him out all the time on the show.
1: Okay. So anyway,
0: good friends of the show.
1: Yeah, they're not. <laughs>
0: they don't even know we exist no. someday soon.
1: Maybe one day. They will know my name. But um, anyway, they were talking to him and um, he was saying one of them asked him questions about does he go back now and, you know, listen to what he's done. And he was like, I have in the past and I start thinking to myself, crap, I need to I should have done this. I should have done that. So he says he refuses to go back to listen to his stuff because he f- he starts thinking of all the things he f- could have done differently. I think
0: every artist does yeah. that. Like, I-, I remember when I was in... Uh, some art classes in college. One of the things, like they, uh, o- almost every single one of them told you, is knowing when to to let go. Like knowing when to let go of yeah, a piece, yeah, yeah. knowing when knowing when you're done with it is the hardest thing for anyone who, who who's an artist. And right. not saying I'm an artist, but like working here on, on even on the podcast, there's times where I don't I don't listen back to our episodes. Like I hear it while I edit it, and I hate myself while editing it. I hate hearing myself, and then. Yeah,
1: because that's what you're doing. No,
0: no, that's what Jay's doing.
1: That's what you have to cut out
0: and I, I hate you right now so much <laughs> just stream, putting that in here
1: um no no don't bring it back, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> leave it alone stop
0: picking my wounds <laughs> but i mean no there's plenty of times where i listen i was like god you're such a fucking moron why would you say that right like, or why would you say it that way or why didn't you say this like i sometimes i wish like i scripted the show like a little bit yeah. more but then i would i don't know I, it would probably sound disingenuous so right 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 it, it's it's a tough bounce, but i, I kind of get i kind of get where he's where he's coming from, but uh, this is clearly just like the big heads there. Yeah. Just kind of overlooking it and just being like, you know what? We got some time. Let's make some changes. Yeah. Let's try to change our, our $900 million projection. Let's try to change that to a billion. You know what this needs? A better score. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Next news story. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson uh, is taken to uh, the Instagrams.
1: Oh, has he now? Yeah,
0: during a Q&A, and he just wanted to let everybody know that Hobbs and Shaw too <laughs> is a go. Yes. Which we did watch Hobbs and Shaw as well. Uh, we didn't we didn't really talk about it because I'm a little ashamed that we watched Hobbs and Shaw again, but
1: it's 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 there for the background. It's real yeah. I was cooking dinner. This and is a background. I needed movie. something on in the background because of my ear problems. Damn you, tinnitus, you're a cruel mistress. And Hobbs and Shaw happened to be on HBO, I think, and I'm like, yeah. all right. The this first works. time you
0: watch this movie, you're like you're you're solidly okay with it, right? Like you're picking up on that like, there's major plot holes. The second time and you watch it, nothing makes fucking sense. Especially the
1: first time because you're so blown away by all the crazy shit that right. they're doing. You're like. This is not even possible, but that's okay. And then you, the second time you're watching it, you're filling in all the. Bowels. There is there is <laughs>
0: one line that really made me laugh when we were watching it, and it's when it's when they're in Samoa and he hands him a shirt and he says, "Here, your mom, your mom said you would want to wear this." And he's like, "It's your it's it's your exact style. It's spray on." And, right. and he's just like, "You want to put on another jacket? It's only 110 degrees outside." <laughs> <Just> <laughs> calling each other out in their wardrobe. I like that. Right. But uh, there's so much about even, that movie does fucking Rockin terrible. Rock and Ryan
1: Reynolds together, they were great.
0: I do like the Ryan Reynolds scene. Right. I don't like the the end credits scene with Ryan Reynolds. No, but
1: Ryan that, Reynolds is that awesome. That bothered me.
0: But uh, it's it's coming, guys. You're you're gonna get <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw too. All your hopes and wishes and dreams and prayers and everything you've ever wanted. It's
1: along with it's uh
0: kinda, look, It's it's a movie that's gonna cost a hundred million to make, and it's clearly going to. It's make going so to make
1: so much more. It's gonna make it all back.
0: Yeah, it's worth it to them.
1: Next news story.
0: All right, this one, uh, this one's kind of fucking nuts, man. We know that everything's kind of been delayed and stuff, but right. Sony's gone a step further. Now they've delayed Uncharted, which is pretty obvious because Uncharted was in still in production, like they were still filming, so right. um, that 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 makes sense that that would be delayed. Uh, but all, Morbius, which has been done, and Ghostbusters Afterlife mm-hmm. have both been pushed to twenty twenty one, so they're not even looking to release towards the end of the year. And I think I, I think I understand why because marvel and disney are pushing all of their stuff back towards
1: the end of this year right and so still, they don't want to go against still have wonder woman the, right. and
0: all this other stuff it, it there's a lot of blockbusters that are going to be packed into probably late summer and early fall that sony just they don't want to touch it let's not even play around right here because eternals will more most likely be delayed as well that's a big mcu movie that's coming so it makes sense that they would push it back. So they've pushed things back pretty far. Morbius it was supposed to open July 31st this year. It's been moved to March 19th, 2021. And Ghostbusters Afterlife has been pushed to March 5th, 2021.
1: So, so weird that they put both their movies in the same month, though. Right now,
0: there's probably nothing else in those That's spots. That's true. Okay. So they're probably picking two Fridays in March. I mean, think about. I mean, that's
1: and either way, also it's, it's all Sony, right? Isn't
0: March the isn't at the end of a fiscal quarter? I'm pretty sure it's the end of the first of, of of a fiscal quarter. Sure, which, which would mean you can project huge. Huge, right. you know, huge boost in your in your revenue just before you're, you're closing out. I don't not hundred percent sure because I'm not like I'm not a savvy business guy. No, I'm like <laughs> like like, like co host Jay is. I know I know he's, a, <laughs> he's such a savvy businessman. Maybe he can tell me uh if that but uh yeah, these this has all been delayed. And then of course and strangely enough, Venom 2 has kept its release date. Despite all these other Sony movies being pushed to to March and maybe even later into twenty twenty one, Venom Two has kept its release date release date of October 2nd 2020
1: and they haven't they're not done
0: filming I'm not sure I, they I, they may be done with principal photography or they may need to get together to do reshoots at some right. point but reshoots you can do up to like a month or two right. like before it gets released so um, I, I, I think they, they should be good with this release date probably because they're expecting this all to end by then and theaters to be open up but they may also have a schedule to keep with Venom given that they are kind of building their own universe and Venom reportedly may have something to do with the Spider-Man movie that has already been slated to come out uh, next year uh, or in 2022. So it's very possible that they need to keep a schedule with Venom so it fits in with some of their other Spider-Man materials that they have coming out. Next news story. (laughs) Uh, I like this story, but I, I the cynic in me sees something more. Disney's Bob Iger uh, is foregoing his salary, and many top execs are taking pay cuts during this coronavirus crisis, as they which
1: called. is it's Ad- great admirable. They right they can they can take the pay cuts. Absolutely. They're not they're Absolutely. not hurting for the money, you know. But I I wonder,
0: like, is there? I, and I'm not an accountant so i don't know but is there some way to like write this off in your right. taxes like in 2020 like can they can they can they write this off and just or is it one of those cases where like these are the type of people that make so much money that they're actually taxed less if they make no yeah, money right.
2: Yeah, so like uh,
0: <laughs> that's the cynic in me you know like i don't think he would have made this decision to do it without an accountant going like no nah, you'll be good
1: Oh yeah, You'll
0: no. Like, I always feel like when when you do this, it's great press. So you have more to gain from the press than you do from the money that you would receive, especially when you have a Scrooge McDuck vault full of, full of money already.
1: Yeah, so. and especially with um, I get Bernie Sanders emails all the freaking time. I don't know how to unsubscribe from them because they're so annoying. anymore. oh, I get text messages, but but all. yeah, I get like these hey, emails. Hey, from Team Bernie, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's like, how the fuck did you get my number, Matt? Jesus.
1: But yeah, I get these emails all the time. And I mean, he is constantly going after big corporations. Disney was named before and he's, you know, mentioned, you know, Disney's laying off a bunch of people without pay, without health insurance. So maybe that's, yeah, maybe he's doing it for the press.
0: Bernie, let me be clear. You're overcooking my grits (laughs) with all these phone calls (laughs) and emails and text messages that you're getting. You're burning up that goodwill motherfucker. Next news story. All right, and our final news story, uh, Ryan Reynolds is apparently in talks to star in the film adaptation of Dragon's Lair.
1: What the hell is Dragon's Lair? Yeah. Is that a game, a tabletop game or something?
0: Dragon's Lair, you may remember it. From It's the game they're playing in Stranger Things Season 2 when it starts. It was an arcade game. It's like a story-based arcade game. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure type thing. It's like, you know, dragon attacks. What do you do? I pick up the sword. And it's like, nah, you shouldn't have picked up the sword. Now the dragon burns you alive. Now you're going to have to come back and, and do it again. Uh, Isn't it,
1: he already doing like a video he game?
0: He is. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's doing, uh, what was it? I don't remember what it's called. Good guy. Nice guy. It's some something guy. like that. Guy. I know his name was Guy in Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know his name was is Guy in it. Uh, I remember people People were really. I like, just hope I don't, don't to get that. too
1: much Ryan Reynolds. Kind of like You're what they did with Chris to. Pratt. It was Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, all yeah. over the place.
0: Yeah, Chris Pratt is kind of. And
1: now he's kind of dying down slowly.
0: Just a little bit. You a know? little bit. Just a little bit. But, you know, he he married into a very rich family now. Yeah. He, he, he is now a Schwarzenegger. He so.
1: sure is. <laughs> we're married.
0: Consider
2: that a divorce.
0: So that's going to do it for our news this week. Me and Lauren got two reviews that we are going to be doing. Uh, we watched Onward, uh, Disney and Pixar's Onward, which got a very short release in the theaters and is now uh, available on Disney+. And then we have a review for a Hulu original film, a movie that was uh, played at Sundance and then, uh, is now streaming on Hulu, starring Pete Davidson. Uh, it's called Big Time Adolescence. So let's head over and let's get into that. So first up, we're going to be reviewing Big Time Adolescence. Uh, this film came out in Sundance uh, about in 2019 and has now been picked up by Hulu. It was funded by Hulu, so it's a Hulu original production. Uh, it's written and directed by Jason Orley. He's not known for a whole lot. What I find interesting is that this movie isn't written and directed by Pete Davidson, right. or at least written by him, because Pete Davidson in this movie is playing Pete Davidson. Pete
2: Davidson. Okay. Because I'm watching you right now.
1: Okay. Some sort of version of right. Pete Davidson. Or, or, or
0: at least the version of Pete Davidson that...
1: If he didn't get rich. Right. The version of Pete Davidson... When I say rich, I mean like money. I, if he, if he <laughs>
0: never left that Island, But no, he's he's playing the version that John Mulaney likes to pretend that he is all right, the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah. Playing, he's playing that version. But I, I'm surprised because I, I thought that, like, that he was... That this was written in some way, drawing from real life experience of Pete Davidson, because he embodies—I don't want to say embodies—this this character. This character was clearly written with him in mind, right? Or at least once once he got the the gig to, in this, they they allowed him just to be him, because that's that's all he's doing here. He right. is he is Pete Davidson, or at least a public persona that has been put out there as Pete Davidson. This is dope. This one? Yeah. Yeah, it sort of just looks like a bunch of scribbles and dicks. When you get older, you realize that's kind of all life is.
2: It's just a bunch of scribbles and dicks and violence all in a void. Zeke was my sister's ex boyfriend. He was the man.
0: You gotta jerk off before you go fuck a girl.
2: I jerked off before I picked you up. So I would be prepared. I don't know where the fuck we're going tonight. And he made me feel like the man. Fuck Um, yeah, Mo. Got a
0: home run. Who's gonna drink it? Hold on, what's in that? Whiskey, beer, cough syrup, and zany bar.
2: You're in high school.
0: You should be making friends your own age.
2: I like hanging out with G. This weekend, Paul's house.
0: It's, It's so on. You should sell my pot at your party. You think I'm just gonna walk into a party and everyone's gonna wanna buy pot for me? Call me crazy. So Pete Davidson uh, plays a 23-year-old who is aimless and has nothing going for him at all, except he has a good friend who is a 16-year-old boy named Monroe, who is uh, going to get involved in minor drug dealings. And through schools being the way they are now, he, he gets caught, and it's all about the trouble that he's getting in. Meanwhile... Pete Davidson's character doesn't see a whole lot wrong with it right right he's the type of guy that just can't think to the next step and it's kind of like these two concurrent stories that are are going on where you're following this kid trying to find his way through high school trying to find out who he is because he's never been who he's wanted to be because he's always hung out with his older crowd
1: right right exactly
0: and then you're finding Pete Davidson who's who's getting into his mid-20s
1: and who wants to hang out with you know this sixteen-year-old, right? Because he used to be hot shit in high school. Apparently,
0: right? He used to be cool, so he hangs out with a young kid who kind of looks up to him. Right? M- keeps him feeling cool. Stay cool. Right? Uh, and it, it's kind of following these two stories of like just a, a guy who can't get his shit together and a kid who's doing everything he can to kind of find himself. Right? And it's kind of like match and the fuse on, on on the end of a dynamite stick uh, it's it's interesting i expected it to be kind of a little bit more comedic mm-hmm. um it but it's not drum it's not dramatic either
1: no it, and it's more of like a dark comedy yes yeah, we
0: would like me and jay would call this a slice of life you know <laughs> uh, a slice of life movie uh, a coming of age story yeah but you know We've gotten better coming of age stories of late. We like have eighth grade, uh, which which came out two years ago, and then also Edge of Seventeen, right? Like, uh, even Spider Man movies. Like I think yeah. they, I think they they're, they're doing coming of age right. better than this than this you know independent coming of age story has done. But uh, there's plenty to enjoy here, especially if you're a fan of Pete Davidson.
1: If you like, like Pete Davidson, it's a good you want to watch his movie. Right.
0: Okay. That's what it comes down to. And clearly, I don't know whether it's because he was in this or whether they were friends before this, but uh Jason Orley, who was the writer and director of this, mm-hmm. then went on to direct Pete Davidson's newest stand-up on right. Netflix, Alive in New York. So, it, it, there's some some sort of relationship there, perhaps they're friends. I'm not I'm not quite sure, but this this movie really is only enjoyable if you are a Pete Davidson fan, which we both are. Right. We found plenty to love here i do like the kid what's the kid's name who, who, griffin, who plays Monroe? griffin
1: gluck um i think that's how you pronounce his last name g-l-u-c-k yeah, so gluck. gluck. yeah um you recognize him from the mockumentary on netflix uh american okay. vandal and then i know they did the second one which was terrible um i like them he's also know. in lock and key on also netflix uh movie so you and now he is playing
0: for the other team i know right you'll
1: recognize him, and if you if you saw him.
0: I do like I do like the kid in this quite yeah. a bit, who I really liked, and the character that I most identified with is John
1: Cryer. Oh yes, the dad.
0: I John Cryer plays plays uh, the sixteen year old kids. Uh, he plays his he plays his father, and he's he's this father who's just struggling to connect right. with his child. Who who. Seemingly already has a father figure in this twenty-three-year-old man child right. who's a fucking skeevy stoner.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? and, and and John Cryer sees Pete Davidson for exactly who for he exactly is. exactly who he is. But it's because but he's he never a- takes him the task for it. That's what right. I. It's he's always right. like,
0: just be a good dude for him. He looks right. up to you. Just please, right? He, he doesn't look up to me. So please do it for him. And uh, you know, you see in this in the, throughout the film that Pete Davidson has. Every opportunity to rise to right. the occasion and be the person that people are asking him to be or wanting and him to be, and he just kind
1: of stays true yeah. to himself, true to him,
0: just living his just <laughs> just, <laughs> just living. living his best life, yeah, huh? I guess <laughs> one of the things I didn't understand in the movie is there's there's some very like at least in tone this movie felt like it took place in the early two thousands. Uh, right. And with all these guys with like, but hair, clear, they're playing, they're playing right. uh, Sega Saturn at one point.
1: But then, you know, it's clear that it is or a dreamcast. Song. Right. It's clear that it is a modern, a modern time. Movie, yeah. Yep. They have cell phones. Uh, Ubers are being called.
0: Like, so it's, it, it takes I think place it's today. just,
1: Pete Davidson, his friends are just maybe that's just how Staten Island is. Maybe (laughs) it just feels.
0: It might be Staten Island is like is like you know how like they always said like Cuba Cuba never got out of the 1950s. Like everything in (laughs) Cuba's been the same since the trade embargo in the 1950s. Maybe like that's Staten Island. Like it it ceased to grow (laughs) since the since the early 2000s. Yeah, maybe that's it. I feel like Boston and Staten Island have (laughs) been early 2000s ever since. Boston's never gotten past the departed. Always every time you go to Boston. It's always two thousand and three. It's always at oh, the yeah. party. <laughs> but no, for big time adolescence, I'm um uh, I'm gonna give it a score. Uh, it's 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 pretty low. It's gonna be like a C plus. That's
1: what. Um, one- I was going to give it the same. It's enjoyable.
0: Uh, It's free if you have Hulu, so that's that's a that's big plus for it. It's it's very meandering in its plot. I don't think it really flushes out any of the characters well enough. And there's not there's just enough of Zeke for you to to like him and dislike him. Like that's the character they clearly spent the most time developing. But we we also got like this 16 year old kid who, while it is a pretty generic story, uh, that you know they never really develop him. Until the very the very end, end right? right and and that's something i want because he has such a generic like coming of age 16 year old boy story that like i kind of wish they did something to make it stand out a little bit mm-hmm. um And and then, of course, like the dad, I thought they did really well, but he was regulated to to the background and and getting like one truly spectacular scene towards the end of the film. So but I mean, it's 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 worth your time. It's it's out there for you on Hulu. So if you're looking for something to watch on a particular night and you got nothing else, you you might enjoy big time adolescence. All right, Lauren, and the other movie that we have to review for the guy that you said wasn't everywhere anymore. Chris Pratt. That's right. He's, he's, in, this he's in this movie. He's uh, in this movie. And then the other guy who is soon to be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland. He yep. seems to be everywhere, being cast in just about everything. Right. So you're going to see him two to three films a year coming soon. Uh, it, it's both of them in, in in Disney and Pixar's Onward, which um, apparently got it, it got decent reviews when mm-hmm. it was in the theaters. We didn't go see it because it happened to come out on a weekend that we didn't have Logan. Right. We just we just never got out there to to see it.
2: Happy birthday. Mr. Adult Man? Oh, Mom. Ugh, gross. What was Dad like?
0: His beard was scratchy, he had a goofy laugh. I wish I'd met him. I have something for you. From your dad. It's a wizard staff.
1: I wrote this spell so I could
0: see for myself who my boys grew up to be. This spell brings him back. Back like back to life? He
1: wanted to meet you more than anything.
2: Of Zadar! How did you- I don't know! It just started! Hang on! Ah! Dad? Ah. Don't park Dad! You are in your house! Oh, oh, whoa. We've only got
0: 24 hours to bring back the rest of Dad. We're going on a
1: quest! I'm looking for my
2: sons! Oh, they went on a quest.
1: But don't worry, I told him about the map, I told him about the gym, I told him about the curse. (gasps) I forgot
2: to tell him about the curse!
1: What? We're dead, we're dead, we're dead. Not great.
0: I can't do it. We're not gonna see you, Dad. You can do this. I believe in you. Uh, the story uh, is about two brothers who lost their father at a very young age. One of them wasn't even born, right? And the other one was was a toddler when his, when their father passed away. And and they live in a world that is pretty much Lord of the Rings. One does not simply walk into Mordor, right? It, there's there's elves, there's fairies, there. Right. I mean, it it is directly from the pages of D and D. Just put through this this modern modern
1: age. Right. It's like it's like why use magic when we when we have electricity right. now? Disney
0: and Pixar made <laughs> made like the animated version of Bright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's essentially what they did here. But um and, and these two brothers find out that their father was long after magic has disappeared from the world, they find out that their father dabbled in magic a little bit right. and was somewhat of an amateur wizard and came up with a spell to allow himself to come back to life for just 24 hours to spend time with his sons when they are in the precipice of their of, of adult they were
1: they were supposed to both be over age 16 right That's one what he, one
0: 16 I, I think i think they say the other one is you're supposed to think he's about 20 or so yeah i
1: think he's probably yeah. in his 20s so
0: um and, and it follows them and on their adventure to find the phoenix stone or it, you know what i kept calling it the the the, the uh philosopher's stone right right, right. It's, it's a stone that will resurrect the father
1: and they're on a quest they're on a quest
0: uh to, <laughs> to find it and honestly it it's adorable. Like, yes. It's a
1: very I was, adorable movie. I was very surprised with this movie. I didn't have high expectations for it. I. Wasn't really into it or I did, into watching I did. it.
0: When I saw the trailers, when this, when all these trailers first came out, and I saw them, I originally was like, I liked the attention, just the detail and the world. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like unicorns as like pigeons or right. rats and stuff like right. that, and then like garden gnomes like like mowing the lawn and stuff like that. I was like, all right, so they're they're taking all these like D and D things, and they're taking what you know about them from from your D D guides and stuff, right, and, and then applying them to how they would be like in the real world like their stepdad is is a centaur and he's a police officer and stuff (laughs) like that but he's he's just you know there's nothing centaur about him other than how
1: How, he looks right right right.
0: so i i I enjoy that i enjoy like this this like lived in world feel of it you know i think you also have to be kind of like a fan of fantasy to get some of these jokes and, and
1: that was and that was my thing it's i'm not a huge fan of this kind of fantasy right. i
0: guess i'm not a big fantasy fan either but i'm at least tangentially aware of it right enough right, right right where it's like huh i know what a manticore is that's ridiculous yeah you know or it's yeah, like see, i didn't I know get what that a joke. manticore was i get that joke
1: at least i don't think i knew what
2: it was <laughs> anyway
0: well now you do it's now a, i do it's a lion with bat wings and yeah. a scorpion tail yep. so <laughs> now you know <laughs> and knowing is half the battle but I mean, it, it, what it what it is? It's just it oozes with with charm. It oozes mm-hmm. with with cuteness, um, which you know, obviously Disney and Pixar both do extremely well. But where Pixar you know comes in and where it always stands apart is it really pulls at your heartstrings. Yes,
1: it does, especially and this, towards the end. This like, one does it. Yeah, uh, for sure.
0: I don't. It didn't make me like Coco cry. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no, like, no.
1: Yeah, I had, but my. Eyes did well up. Right. It was cute. Like, and- if
0: I watched this with Logan, she wouldn't have to look at me and go, Are you hurt? Why are you crying, daddy? Like, right. when we watch Coco, like, I will practically yeah. start blubbering when he Even starts to playing this day. remember me yep. uh but watching this like i i felt it i i i got re- you know really emotional but it didn't bring me to tears mm-hmm. but i still i still really enjoyed the film and i thought it did it did a nice job of of callbacks and stuff like that like it was one of those movies where like they kind of introduce something in the first and second act and they really bring it back right into the third act and they they really do that really well in it i just think it it kind of lacks that pixar punch that like a lot of like this is slightly better than than like a cars movie for me oh my god this is so
1: much better than (laughs) cars
0: it's definitely better than like finding dory which which Mm -hmm. i found was was kind of like a sellout type right, of Pixar right, right. movie it's definitely better than that but it certainly isn't the heights of like Up or Wally yeah. or the original you know Finding Nemo or even Incredibles 2 like yeah. I, I find this to be somewhere in like that mid-tier range like more of like a Brave you know like yeah, okay. it, fits in right. with, it fits in with Brave but it, it doesn't reach the heights of like the other Pixar films have definitely wouldn't be in like my top five Pixar films no no um, no but it's certainly enjoyable and something that I would definitely it's, like to go back to again it's definitely had
1: one of my favorite endings though
0: i i do really love the I, ending
1: i didn't expect i know you're really good at predicting endings i don't know if that's what you predicted or not but no
0: i told you the ending i mean i i didn't the exact ending like where where each brother i can't i don't want to spoil it sorry, right because it's available on disney We're, Plus we'll right talk now, about so it later it. but i but where each brother ended up I didn't. I didn't know. But where the Phoenix Gem was, I uh, did. Right, I did right. You know. knew. Right, right. That part I knew. So that uh, and and I knew when someone would show up to save the day at the right time right, because right. of you know that's just that's just the way it works. That's just right. that's just how they were setting themselves up. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a really. It it was it was at least it was really well written and yeah. and the world was really well done. And the only thing that I also had a, a another big problem with was I don't like Tom Holland's voice. That's for this what character. you said.
1: You didn't like his voice.
0: It doesn't seem like it matches. Like I don't feel like it's. I feel like it just sounds like Tom Holland. And yeah like I'm not I'm not buying like when I look at the characters the character on screen and I hear that voice coming out it doesn't fit but Chris Pratt really Chris, fit his character but, and really know what? Well.
1: but his voice sounded exactly like Chris Pratt like maybe with a little, it was little, Chris
0: Pratt a little a little ups.
1: little little yeah. up right, but
0: Tom Holland read just it seemed like he just read his lines like it's like pretend like you're doing Spider Man oh I can do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's that's kind of like what he did I I kind of wish that not that they got an unknown but I I, I just felt like you know, with voice acting
1: I think maybe someone who could change their voice just a little bit I also or... have a
0: problem with like we have so many fantastic voice actors out there right that like they give these roles. To, to these big, big stars, stars right who aren't really into like voice acting. This is the second animated film that, that Tom Holland's done this year. He was also in the uh Spies in Disguise oh. with uh Will Smith as the pigeon.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He was also in that too. So it's just like i, I kind of wish that they 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 had someone with a little bit more oomph a little bit more flair yeah. brought a little bit more to the character okay i don't think there was a lot yeah. brought to the character by tom holland's voice uh but however chris pratt did a fantastic he job. did so he
1: was definitely my favorite of the two i mean i
0: recommend it yeah i mean it's if you have it's, disney plus it's there it's gonna it's be there. there it's
1: free it's there
0: starting it, disney it, plus it started, that you paid on, for. started this past <laughs> friday so it's it's there not a whole lot else on disney plus for you for you to really check out so you definitely check it out but it, lauren if you had to give it a score what would you give it
1: i would probably give this one mm, b minus
0: that's exactly where i'm at. okay i'm gonna be minus on it uh, it's a it, it's oozing with charm it's mm-hmm. just it's just lacking that the that pixar ending, magic like i said even ending, though it's about magic it's lacking pixar magic
1: if it wasn't for that end i would have given it a lower score but I the so end ending- really it got me
0: also the ending it, it does a good job of subverting your expectations yes. much like much mm-hmm. like frozen did you know that's not a pixar movie but you know frozen kind of like it that that kind of subverted your expectations right, right? you know you you expect it to be this character you know the man who saves right, the bay, right, or right. You, expect, you know you don't expect it to go into the direction that it does right and i think this also does does a very similar thing mm-hmm. where it takes you in a direction where your main character has been working towards the this goal and they may or may not achieve that goal right. towards the end. So uh, definitely give it a shot. It's definitely worth your time. I would love to hear what other people think about it. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's definitely not in my top Pixar movies, but I think it's definitely worth your time. So that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers this evening. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you're enjoying the show, you can reach out to us on social media. Jay runs the Instagram. It is Super Movie Bros over there. Uh, Jay and I will also possibly be doing some Instagram live live from time to time so make sure that you do follow him because we may be up there doing some Instagram live for everybody and then of course you can follow me on Twitter at supermoviepod and if you're really enjoying the show we do have a new Patreon episode that just went up so you can head over to our Patreon which is patreon.com supermoviebrospodcast you can subscribe there for just one dollar you'll get all the additional content that we have available for you there so I want to thank everybody for listening have a great one cheers
2: It's been days since we've had any contact now and we're all mad! Shop for your basic house groceries, your weekly food and toiletries. Don't go around and fill up your whole cart. Yes, sir! Shop for your basic house groceries, your weekly food and toiletries. And everything is gonna be alright. I am quarantined! social distance I don't care how far it won't be that long wash your hands with tile it'll be worth your while I cannot go anywhere so get Don't let friends in, keep things